Income Tax Podcast with Mike Grinning. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone, or you can check out my work on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. I'd also love for you to be a part of our free online Facebook group. It's a private group where people are showing up to say, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. It's called Daily Creative Habit. And if you want to be part of that group for free, it's a great community. Simply head to dailycreativehabit.com and request to join today. I look forward to seeing you there. Now for this episode, I am celebrating and I am inviting you to celebrate along with me. Why, you may ask? Simple, because this is the 10-year anniversary of my daily creative habit. Not the group, but my actual daily creative habit. I have shown up for the past decade, yes, 10 years, every single day, to do at least one drawing or painting, most of the time digital, but uh, I didn't start that way. And people ask me, how do you stay that consistent? I mean, I didn't miss holidays. I didn't miss times when I was sick. I didn't miss vacation times, um, weekends, anything. I mean, I made sure that I showed up every single day for the past 10 years. Now, some people think I could never in my wildest dreams imagine to be able to do that. I'd like to, but I just don't think I have it in me. Maybe I'm missing something that you have in you. And I just want to say that is not true at all. It really comes down to a few things. And I've talked about this before when I have uh, talked about where my daily creative habit came from and some principles that I figured out along the way that were not only helpful for me, but also I believe helpful for anybody else who wants to employ this strategy to start their own daily creative habit. And before I share any of this stuff, I also want to say, you know, we live in a world where so many people want maps, right? They want the key. If you just tell me these three steps to success, then I can overlay it on top of my journey and I will have guaranteed success. And so often we get fooled into thinking that's the case. We try it and then we stumble and fail and then we get discouraged and then we just look for somebody else with a different map and then try the process all over again. Um, does that sound familiar to you? Because I know I've been a part of that cycle in the past. Um, the reason why I bring this up is because everybody's journey is different. Everybody has a different context. Everybody has different abilities, uh, some natural talents, um, some different wirings as far as your personality or your biases. And so it's really important to get to know yourself, understand how you operate, understand how you can call yourself out on things. You know, you know when you're trying to put a fast one over on somebody else and you can't do that to yourself or you can, but you know your true motivations. And so I would say if you really do want to start showing up every single day for your creative expression, whatever it is, um, start with identifying some of those things first because you need to know 
how to be able to reward yourself. You need to know what type of um, structure will be helpful for you. And so what may be helpful for me not, may not be helpful for you. Um, so I say that just to preface this conversation. Um, get to know yourself. Become more self-aware. Spend the time asking yourself a lot of questions. And take note of those things. Take note of how you operate. And if you're not sure of some things, that's okay. But just keep leaning into those questions. So... Where my daily creative habit came from, uh, I started, I believe, the very first episode of this podcast was me talking about my journey. And I'm going to share a little bit more of that in the coming episodes, um, specifically how it's tied to mental health and creativity. But someone may say, you know, it's really easy for you, Mike, because you're a creative professional. You went to school for design, you've had this lifelong journey of pursuing your creativity, but it wasn't always the case. I took a 10-year break and I actually went into full-time ministry. It had nothing to do with my uh, professional creative field. I actually left it because I got burned out because I got kind of um, to this point where I said, is this it? Is this all there is? Because it feels like there should be something more. And my journey was one of kind of getting burned out and disillusioned and throwing everything out instead of saying, maybe there's a, a and both here, not an either or. Um, maybe it's not either or of either I do client work and I work for somebody else employing my design skills and my creative skills, or I'm able to make a living off of my own creativity, my own projects, um, my own products, those kind of things. Uh, I have found that it is not an either or, but usually a both and. And everyone needs to figure out what that looks like for their own context. Now, for me, coming out of design world, taking a 10-year break, that's ultimately what led me to, partially, uh, my creative uh, comeback, which is born out of depression. And... So it was kind of like starting at the bottom again, figuring out how do I do this? How do I show up in this way? And this is me with my sketchbook, me trying to learn to draw again and engage that part of me, not necessarily design, which was my background. Um, and so as I leaned into that and showed up each day, giving myself little projects and things along the way, these are some of the things that I discovered as far as principles that I was starting to employ. And I figured out that this is probably helpful for somebody else. This is some of the stuff that I talk about in my course, um, which is your artist journey. And I unpack this a little bit more in depth, but I'm going to give you at least broad strokes for today to share with you a few things that I've learned along the way in 10 years of showing up every single day for my daily creative habit. And the first thing is that I really had to come to this place where I wanted to do it. I wanted to come back to my art. I wanted to come back to my creativity because I needed it. It wasn't to leverage it for somebody else's projects. It wasn't for a position or a job. It wasn't for creating something so I could sell it. It was coming back to this place of, I want to do this because at one time in my life, this brought me joy. And I want to remember that again. 
I want to experience that again. And so as I continued to show up, and in the beginning, it was only at 10, 15 minutes at a stretch. And I was doing it on, you know, during part of my lunch hours, or I was doing it while waiting in line at the grocery store, or wherever I had some available time that would be normally, quote, wasted time. That's what I used to figure out, okay, I have some time. It's not a large block of time, but it's time that I could still redeem towards me showing up and trying to draw something. And so the first thing that I realized is that I need to start small. It was small time blocks. It was 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe five minutes, whatever it was that I could manage, especially in the beginning while I was battling depression and trying to blow the dust off my art supplies and come back to this place of, okay, this is how you do this. Oh, okay. Now I'm frustrated because I feel like I should be further along in this. I mean, I went to art school and this is all I'm able to create at this moment. This is embarrassing. Um, I talk about it a lot that my first drawing was a Starbucks coffee cup in my sketchbook. And I looked at the cup and it was just so humiliating because I felt like I should have been able to do so much better. I went to art school. I mean, if anyone was looking over my, my shoulder, I, I would have been highly embarrassed. But I had to give myself grace and saying, you know, I have been away from this for a really long time. These are muscles that I have not used in a long time. And so I need to figure this out coming back. What does this look like? And that was part of me figuring it out was just sitting down doing a really crappy Starbucks coffee cup in about 10, 15 minutes in my sketchbook. And I wrote at the top of the page day one. And in that moment, I decided, okay, I'm highly disappointed with this drawing, but I'm going to come back for day two and then the next day and the next day and so on. And so it was a decision that I made that I was going to show up and allow each day to be its own day. I wasn't going to think about what I did yesterday. I wasn't going to think about what I did the day before. This is a new day. And so if I do something that I feel bad about as far as the actual uh, rendering or the execution of something, I'm not going to let that bother me. Um, so it was showing up small. It was small time increments. It was also small projects. I started with, okay, what happens if I do seven days of uh, floral arrangements, you know, flowers and, and that I see along the way. Uh, what happens if I do seven days of pets, seven days of faces? Um, I started to just give myself these little projects that were small time bound projects, um, that allowed me to play and explore. And so it was starting small. It was not, Hey, let me sit down. I have a uh, half a day, a whole day, a whole weekend to create this incredible masterpiece. But instead it was, hey, I have 15 minutes. What can I do in 15 minutes that will be better than nothing? And so lowering the bar enough for me to be able to play experiment and lowering my expectation of what it was that I thought it should produce in that particular time. And so that's the first thing is, is start small. Um, if you're interested in, in establishing your own daily creative habits, start small. Small time blocks, small projects, small, small, small. Do not underestimate what you can do in a day. Don't underestimate what you can do in 15 minutes because if you do 15 minutes in an entire week, you have done more probably than you have done over the past months or maybe years because you've been waiting for the right time and the proper amount of time. Just dive in, small. The second thing I realized was that I needed to schedule it. Because every intention I had to do this 
could be thwarted by life, right? Um, there were unexpected things that popped up. There were other responsibilities that I had in my life. There were things that I had to do for my full-time job. I mean, I had a lot of other things to navigate. And if I left it to chance, it would get pushed out. It would never happen. It would just amount to good intentions. And I knew that I didn't want that to happen. I knew I couldn't let that happen. And so for me, it was put it on a schedule. And if that meant, hey, uh, 20 minutes of my lunch hour, I know that every lunch hour during the week, I'm going to show up for these 15 minutes, these you know, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever I could manage. And if it was on the weekend, maybe it was at night when everyone went to bed, or maybe it was in the morning when everybody got up, uh, before everybody got up. Um, there were certain times that I just knew if I put it on my calendar, I would see it and it would remind me that this is an appointment. I've made an appointment with myself and with my creativity to show up just like it would be a doctor's appointment, just like it would be a lunch with a friend or some other engagement that was important to me. You put that stuff on the calendar. The same goes true for your creativity. You need to prioritize for it. And one of the ways that you can do that is by putting it on your calendar, because then you look at it on your calendar. It reminds you and set some alarms, do whatever it is that you have to do, but make sure that you show up for that time that you have set aside to engage with this part of yourself and your creativity. So start small and then schedule it. And the third thing was celebrate your wins. I am horrible a lot of times at celebrating what has happened. I'm always looking for that next thing that I have to do, that next thing I want to do. And so when you have this kind of future-oriented, forward-looking outlook, it's really difficult sometimes to stop in the moment and say, wow, look at how far I've come. Wow, I actually accomplished seven days in a row or 14 days in a row, even though it was 15 minutes a day. Hey, that's a lot more than I've done in a really long time. And so to celebrate that, make sure that you stop and you acknowledge that you somehow reward yourself. You know, if you find yourself showing up for a whole month, maybe you make a special purchase. If you're doing something with visual art, maybe it's, a, it's a, uh, something along the lines of art supplies, or maybe you take yourself someplace that would feed you creatively, whether that's a concert or a nature walk or an art museum. Um, figure out how to reward yourself and celebrate those wins, no matter how small they may seem, because you're going to be tempted to think, well, I didn't create something that is a masterpiece. It's not something that I'm going to sell. You know, it's not something I want to show publicly even, but the thing is, it is traction. It is momentum. And here's, here's a few th other things that I've learned. Number one, I've talked about this whole thing of masterpiece, right? Masterpiece mentality. So many of us suffer from this. We think we need to sit down and in one shot, come up with our masterpiece, our life's work. And that simply doesn't happen. Maybe it, it's lightning in a bottle. You know, every once in a while, something may, something great may happen. But on the whole, it's really about sitting down and getting through a lot of bad work before you get to the good work. You have to practice, practice, practice. And so because of that, it also means that you need to stop judging your work for what it looks like in the beginning. Because in the beginning, it's more about creating the momentum and the habit than it is about the actual quality of the work. Because the quality of the work is gonna, it's gonna be horrible in the beginning. <laughs> it's gonna be something that you're embarrassed of. 
It's going to be something that you don't want anyone else to see. But all the while, when you keep showing up, what it's actually doing is it's building muscle. It's building in momentum and habit. And at a certain point, that habit starts to take over and the momentum starts to take over. And you all of a sudden don't struggle as much to show up. And all of a sudden, it's not as big a deal to be consistent. It's amazing, but this actually happens. There's a tipping point. But you have to stay at it long enough and you have to be consistent long enough. That's why I say a daily creative habit. Because if you were to try to do this once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, there's not enough consistency to build that habit, that momentum. There's too much time, too much attention of different things in between when you sit to actually engage with your creativity. And that's why I say it's better to do something every day, no matter how small it is, so that you build up momentum, so that you can enter into your space and that creative mindset and flow a lot quicker and easier. Because even sometimes if you have a lot of supplies that have to do with your creativity, just finding those supplies and getting a space ready and trying to figure all that stuff out can eat up a lot of the time, if not all the time, that you've set aside to actually do the thing, to do the work that you've told yourself you're gonna do. So be sure to let yourself have some grace in that. Figure out how to show up consistently by, you know, not shackling yourself with this idea of having to create a masterpiece. Let the work be what it is and just start every, every day, start new. One of the other things that somebody has asked me before is, is it difficult for you to show up and to keep doing this? I mean, 10 years, that's a long time. Was there ever a point at which you wanted to just say, you know what, forget it. I think I'm done with this. And I'll be honest, there have been a couple of points at which I've said, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I think I might be getting a little bored. I think I might be, um, maybe I've reached the end of this. I don't know if it's really doing what I want it to do anymore. Um, and it's something you need to pay attention to because nobody wants to set up a system that they end up serving as opposed to that your, your system is serving you to accomplish some goals. And so I really, when I got those moments, it was really more about the parameters I gave myself with certain projects, not necessarily about the entire habit. And so you have to be careful and think about, am I just getting bored with the subject matter that I'm exploring or the mediums that I'm using? Or do I need to lengthen the amount of time that I need to be able to do this for every day? Um, because maybe there's something that just requires more time for you to be able to create. So it's, it's learning how to flex with that stuff. It's learning how to um, figure out what is it that's causing you some tension? Is it the actual habit itself of showing up every single day? Or is it the parameters at which you've put around that? And I think that's really important to examine that because you don't wanna find yourself just quitting simply because you're bored or simply because you aren't achieving certain results that you think you, you should by that point or want to. So um, <clears throat> give yourself some grace in that and pay attention. Pay attention to why you're feeling like maybe you want to give up. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, for the most part, it's been me thinking about how else can I 
inject something new and exciting to keep it enough that it engages me. Um, maybe that's subject matter. Maybe that's, like I said, materials. Maybe that's um, some other type of, of things. What's happened out of my journey has been I've done 30 days of a certain subject matter and that has turned into a book. Or I've done 60 days of another thing and that's turned into some art prints. Um, it's, it's creating content and then figuring out what can I do with this? The content's already created, right? The, the artwork's already done. The creativity has already been expended, but now what can I do with it? Maybe it's blog posts, maybe it's social media posts. Yes, but are there products that you can use or are there things that you can, um, maybe collaborate with somebody else once this stuff is done? And this is, of course, getting down the road where you feel like you've gotten enough of a body of work because of the consistency um, that you're able to do this. But it's keeping at it. Another principle I want to mention that I came into contact with later on, uh, this is actually more recently, I was reading James Clear book, Atomic Habits. And in this book, he describes something called identity-based habits. And imagine, if you will, three concentric circles, right? So you've got the outer layer, the middle, and then the inside layer, kind of like a bullseye graphic. And the first layer on the outside is outcomes, right? That has to do with changing your results. The second layer is changing your process, which is changing your habits and your systems. And the third layer, which is the deepest one, the inside one, is changing your identity, and that has to do with changing your beliefs. And so another way to talk about this is outcomes are about what you get, right? The thing that you, the result you want to have. Process, that's about what you do, how you get to that outcome, how you get to that result. And identity is about what you believe. Do you believe that you are the type of person that can actually achieve those results? that can employ that process. And so he talks about this idea in terms of, you know, normally people are approaching this from the outside in. They think about the outcome. They think about the result. What is it that I want to do? Well, I want to show up every single day because I want to have better quality artwork or I want to write a book. I want to have a certain painting series. I want to record uh, an album. I want to you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is that your creative goal, the result that you want to see happen, what that is. And so typically we'll start out there and then think, okay, well, let me back that up. What do I have to do to get there? That's the process, right? That's the second circle. And we go, okay, well, let me reverse engineer this. What are the steps that take to get to that result that I want to see happen? Um, this is where I have lived, right? In saying, I want to show up every single day for my artwork. Well, how do I get there? My process is my daily creative habit. It is what I just shared with you. It's starting small. It's scheduling it. It's celebrating wins. That's my process and system. That's how I've gotten to show up every single day. And that's how I have these images where I post these collages of all the year's work, right? So an entire year's work of what I just finished. And then I go back and put that with the previous years. 
So for right now, I have an image that has every single piece of artwork, and it's tiny, these tiny little tiled images of what I've done for the past 10 years. And so it's a visual that shows me this is everything I've done. This is me showing up every single day for the past 10 years. This is what that looks like, right? So that's part of my, uh, the, the results, the outcome, and the process, right? Those two circles. But there's a third one of identity. And that's about what do you believe? Like, what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about what it is that you want to accomplish? Another way that James Clear talks about this is he says, who is the type of person that could get the outcome that I want and then become that kind of person who achieves those kind of things? In other words, if you want to show up and you know, play the piano for 20 minutes a day, every single day. What is the type of person who can achieve that result? What does that person look like? And start to orient our thinking around that identity. It's reversing the flow from, instead of coming from the outside, which is outcomes to process to identity, it's starting with the identity, then going to process, which then leads to outcomes. It's one thing to say, I'm, a I'm the type of person who wants this certain type of outcome. It's completely different to say, I am the type of person who is this, right? So who wants this versus who is this? Um, are you the type of person who not only wants to show up every single day to pour into your creativity and your craft, but... Are you the type of person who is that, who can employ the, the processes to be able to get those outcomes? Um, it's telling yourself, no, I actually am somebody who is capable of being consistent. I am somebody who's very passionate about my creative efforts and my creativity because I know it's bigger than just me. It's for the people around me. And when you start to orient your thinking about what you believe about your creativity, not that you're a struggling artist, not that you are one in a million people who, you know, no one will ever see your work or hear your work or experience what it is that you have to offer. Um, or, hey, I just don't have the type of opportunities that a lot of other people have or whatever it is that we tell ourselves a lot of times. Um, change the thinking on the identity put the processes in place, employ those, right? That's the system. And that will lead you to outcomes. Um, I highly recommend that you pick up a copy of James Clear's book, uh, Atomic Habits. Uh, I'm not getting any, <laughs> any payment for that, um, but simply I know that it was a game changer for me, this entire book, just talking about building new habits. And so if this is something that you're interested in, by all means, get this book and uh, really devour it because it's that good. So I'm here today celebrating 10 years, an entire decade. And the next question I get is, okay, so now what? Like at the end of every year that I complete that following year, right? The question comes, am I going to continue this? Am I done? And I've had to face that question a lot along the way. I'll be honest. And this time, I am changing things up. 
normally part of my process would be to create something and then post it the same day on social media. So posting it on Instagram and posting it on Facebook and sharing it wherever I can and saying, hey, this is me showing up. This is what my daily creative habit looked like today. And so I've been doing that for the past 10 years, basically putting out my artwork for free for people to see and engage and comment and like and share and or ignore or <laughs> whatever. Um, but it, it's been me showing up and putting it out there. And that has been uh, primarily what my social media channels have looked like. Sometimes I change up my, um, my subject matter. Sometimes I change up what the style is a little bit. Um, and so there's a little bit of a strategy that I'm going to change moving forward. And so while I'm still going to show up for my daily creative habit, I will not be sharing everything every single day. Um, I'm going to be using my social media channels for a little bit more of a strategic approach and not just simply here is my creative journey of showing up every single day uh, over and over again. And part of that is because of what I feel like is coming next. And I've been talking a little bit about this as far as mental health and creativity. I've made mention on past podcasts that, that more stuff is coming on this, and it is. I'm continuing to process that, what that looks like, and how I show up in that. But my showing up on my social media channels, I want it to be a little bit more focused and on point to some of those things. And less about, here's my daily art. Um... And so you'll be seeing less art shared from uh, as far as a daily um, experience. And the things that I do share hopefully will be a little bit more aligned with um, what's happening in my world right now and where I'm going. And so this is part of me saying I have been in a uh, process, I've been in a system that has served me for a certain amount of time, but now it's time to change something. Now it's time for me to tweak something. And I'm not throwing out the whole process, um, but rather I'm, a, I'm making an adjustment and I'm figuring out how can this help me now get to the next place that I want to go. And so it's a living, breathing thing as far as my daily creative habit. And part of my daily creative habit now sometimes looks like me actually writing some stuff, um, writing some thoughts on my creativity and mental health journey or some encouragement for fellow creatives um, and then figuring out how can I pair some of my art with that. And so it's, it's evolving as your creativity should and it's reflecting more of what's happening internally for me and what I want to see happening externally. And so um, allow yourself the ability to, again, not get stuck with a system that you feel like you have to serve, but rather make sure that the systems you're using are serving you to get you where you want to go, to do the things you want to do, and to have the type of creativity that you want to have, um, to show up in the world the way you want to show up. And so I want to thank you for following along. Um, those of you who follow me on Instagram, Mike Bone, right? Uh, those of you who listen to this podcast every single week, I so appreciate you joining me on this journey. And I know that you are leaning in to your own creativity. You are trying to show up and figure out what it looks like and figure out how to get it out there and figure out how to monetize it and figure out your voice and your style and so much of the creative journey. Uh, some of you want to 
do this professionally. You want to be a creative professional. Others of you just want to have a place that's your own that you can go to and create something that brings you joy. And you don't want to shackle that with uh, monetary means nor um, customers or clients or, or any of the other things. But you simply want it to be a pure expression for yourself. And that's great. Wherever you are in the spectrum of things, um, keep going. Keep showing up. Keep creating. And uh, I want to, again, thank you for joining me on this journey. I want to thank you that you are celebrating with me right now. And um, where we go from here, I'm pretty excited about. And I know that there is opportunity to reach more people, to have more impact, and to encourage more creative people. That's my heart, is to speak to as many creative people as possible, regardless of their creative expression. And especially those who are struggling with some mental health issues at this moment, whether that's burnout, whether that's frustration because maybe you're working uh, full-time and using your creative gifts in a client setting, in a corporate setting, and you feel like there's no place for your own voice. There's no place for you to create something that feels meaningful and significant for you. Everything is about what somebody else's message is, somebody else's... Um, telling you what to do in a creative brief. And so you get home and you're tired and you have no energy left to try to do something of your own. And so you just wake up and you repeat the process all over again. And over years that has taken its toll and you feel frustrated, you feel tired, you feel burnt out, you feel like you wanna just leave the creative field altogether because it's like, this isn't working. And there's something broken. And then you feel like there's something broken inside of you. You are at the heart of who I really want to speak to with all of this talk of mental health and creativity and burnout and depression, anxiety, and uh, just some of the angst, honestly, that we find ourselves living in as creative people trying to show up and do what we love to do and yet make it meaningful and significant and also make a living off of it. Um, I want to speak to more creative teams, hopefully in, in corporate settings, where I could come in and talk about some of these things because no one's talking about them. Because people who are in, especially those environments, um, they are fearful that if they speak up, maybe they'll lose their job or they won't want to be perceived as weak or somehow not able to handle their responsibilities. And so there's a lot of suffering in silence. And uh, I would just love to bring some voice to that conversation and give somebody the chance to be seen and heard and also help foster conversations with some maybe creative directors or, um, you know, people who are in creative management who are trying to help creative people on their staff and yet don't know how to navigate some of those waters because it's needing those creative people to show up and do their very best but then also realizing that these are real people who are suffering with some real issues, especially coming out of uh, lockdown and COVID and all that that we've been through the past several years. And so that's a little bit of where I'm looking to go um, as I celebrate where I've been. And so again, I want to thank you and uh, I want to encourage you, keep showing up. You need your creativity, but so do the people around you. And as I end these solo episodes all the time, I'm going to encourage you one more time, once again, go create something. Thanks for listening today. 
I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others. 